what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Spirit-Filled Real Talk. Today we're going to talk about something a little interesting and it's really how you can embrace, keyword embrace, living in this tension between contending for something and really believing for something and even risking believing something, which is a big deal, and being content. Okay, and there is a huge difference. And a lot of times we think that we have to be one or the other. Either we're contending or we're just content. Or if I'm contending, does that mean that I'm not content or that I should be showing up in some kind of way? So we're going to break this down a little bit today to really speak to whatever it might be for you. Okay. So for some single folks, they might be contending for, you know, their, their kingdom partner in a kingdom marriage, right? Or, or their kingdom spouse, what, however you want to say that. For other people, it might be contending for a, a healing or a breakthrough in health. For others, it may be contending for breakthrough in their career or even passion and clarity about their career. Just even laying down a dream and allowing God to rewrite the story of of the dream, right? So it could be anything. It could be giving God your desire to conceive or to have a child, knowing full well that that, that might not happen. And are you going to be okay with that? Is your life going to be enough? Is God going to be enough if that doesn't happen? And these are deep, deep, very real things that, that folks face every day. And it can be so hard when you're actually in a space of contending to be content. Like you actually don't want to, and that's okay. That is okay. And so I'm going to talk about that depth today and just be real about it. Okay. So let's get into this here. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. All right. So couple of verses that I want to bring to the table to stand on. First one, and I know that I really had to stand on this in many different seasons, but it's Philippians 4, 11 to 13, and it says this, Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Okay, so this is the Apostle Paul, and he says clearly, I've learned how to be content in this tension of, you know, whether I have little or a lot right? I know how to be content in any and in every circumstance, okay? So, you know, 
you can even turn this into a social media thing, right? I'm content whether somebody likes or comments and, and gives me positive praise in a post or ignores it, hates it, you know, whatever. Neither are going to affect how I show up. I'm not going to be moved by the praise or the disapproval of man, right? This is an example of that. Or, you know, if I'm in a season where I'm watching other people get blessed in the very way that I am praying about and contending for, that could be a trigger for me, but I'm going to be content and I'm going to pass the test. I'm not going to let that change my my heart, right? Or my attitude towards God. With me? So that one is so, so strong. Now, the other one is 1 Timothy 6, 6 through 8. Now, there is great gain in godliness with contentment, for we brought nothing into the world and we cannot take anything out of the world. But if we have food and clothing, with these we will be content. So I hold up these two verses about contentment. Those are both very strong for me when it comes to contentment and just doing a study on contentment because I really equate contentment with an inner soul piece and I connect it to the rest of God, which I'll break down in a second. But my mind is not going to be constantly tripping about the future or caught up in the past or just really resisting the present, right? Or I'm not going to allow my emotions to to really dictate how I show up and how I live my life. I can feel them and I can be aware of that and I can feel that, but I can still process this with God and not let that rule or run my day. And I'm very clear about what's going to get caught up in my heart or what I'm going to keep in my heart and I'm going to guard my heart. And sometimes we need to guard our contentment. So for example, if you are one of those folks that was you know, really believing God for a partner, maybe you don't go to every wedding that you're invited to because it could be a trigger for you, but you can still celebrate and honor and bless and send a prophetic word or send gifts, right? There's still ways that you can show up that also protect your heart, right? There, there's boundaries to this too, okay? And that's a healthy thing. Um, okay, so the rest of God is another one. Let me pull this here. This is something that's promised to believers, okay? Matthew eleven twenty nine 29 says, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. So powerful. Okay, and then another one is... Dun, 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 dun. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 to 30. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So that's the full one. And then also Mark 6.31. Come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. Okay. And then Exodus 33, 19, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Okay, so it's so, so important. Psalms talks a lot about rest too, but it's something that God promises. We, we are seated in heavenly 
places, right? So if we're seated, that has everything to do with your soul. It's you get to have a mind that is at ease and emotions that are stable and a heart that is pure and at peace and content, fully surrendered, fully trusting in God. And I will tell you, this is not a position that that comes easily. Sometimes you have to contend for contentment, okay? So I wanted to give a couple of examples just to allow you and invite you to reflect on your own life and where you might be at, okay? So I knew a particular time I had fought many years to to really answer who am I, why am I here, what is my purpose? <laughs> I really wanted to have a purpose-driven life, but I had no clue how to how to see that out or see that through. I didn't really know what my giftings were. I didn't really know where I could be of highest service to the world or what that looked like. And I also had a weird relationship with a responsibility. I was like a hyper responsible person because I took on the weight and responsibility of other people, right? I was a people pleaser, a codependent for many different reasons, and it was survival, right? So to unlearn those things was imperative, but it was also so challenging because that had become ingrained patterning in me, right? So at any rate, there was lots of years of contending for the very thing that I was called to do. And I finally stepped into it and knew without a shadow of a doubt that this was this was God, this was him answering a prayer. And I'm stepping into this career. I, you know, move across the country. I have a beautiful office space. I have clients that I'm working with. I am living my dream living my dream. And I just hear that God wants me to give my dream to him. He wants me to give it up. And it was the most challenging thing. Well, one of the most challenging things, there's been many, (laughs) but that is one for sure that is in the book of challenges for me to do. It was so hard to, to lay down a dream to God because the actual act of laying it down meant that I don't know if I'm ever going to experience this again. I don't know if God will bring this back around. I don't know if there's going to ever be anything else that lights me up or that fills me with so much joy like this does or or makes me come alive and perfectly express really what God has put in me like that had, right? And so as I'm laying it down, it was so scary. And it was grieving the loss of a dream because I truly had to lay it down, right? It's, it's very possible. This will never be in my life that this is not God's plan for me. It was part of my story, but it's not going to be in my story anymore. And that was really, really sad. It's like, it's like losing a loved one. It literally is like that. So it was something that was really, really hard. And for many years after that, God had me on this journey of just being faithful, just being faithful and just waking up every day and being faithful and seeking him and uh, really developing my character and helping me produce the fruit of the spirit in situations that, you know, are really hard to do that in. (laughs) That's the best way I can say it. And it was a hidden season. It was a time where I felt lonely. I felt isolated. I could have really fallen into disappointment and it could have been a depression, right? But I I chose to keep a good attitude. I chose to be faithful. I chose to honor God in the work that he did provide. 
even if it was not something that I would have ever sought for myself. And I chose to really lean in to what he was really revealing and showing me that time. And it was through that deep level of, I want to call it consecration, but but years of just being with God, right? And, and not pursuing other things, pursuing him alone and letting him be my fulfillment. It was those years that taught me this deep level of surrender, right? And I still practice this to this day. So this isn't something that I've arrived at, but I'm able to hold the space between God is enough for me. Whether this happens or doesn't, God is enough for me. Hopefully that makes sense. So before I couldn't say that, it's almost like if God were to ask me, am I enough for you, right? Like if I don't bring this dream to pass, am I enough for you? And I would have said, no, <laughs> right? Like, do you want my honest answer? My honest answer is no, which I know is is not what most people would even be honest about or tell you, but I have this relationship with God where I'm just honest and I just have these conversations with God. And candidly, I was like, no, I'm. I, you're not enough for me right now. In fact, I don't even know what that means, right? But I, I want you to be, and, and I want to learn what that means, and I want to have that level of safety, security, confidence, peace, contentment in my heart that if you ask me that question again, I would say 100%, right? And so that was a journey to get to because for me in my life, it meant letting go of everything that I had ever worked for. Anything that I'd ever dreamed up in my heart, the very desires that I had, it meant all of these things, I'm willing to not pursue them if that means pursuing you. And it was probably the the biggest shift that I've ever had in my entire life. However, I will say that once I started doing that, despite the grief, despite the loneliness, God became the main thing in my life, right? And then he's helping and continues to help me organize my life around him and what's on his heart, right? And as we seek him, he he delights in giving us the desires of our heart, right? But there's some desires that with God, the story of how he writes them are completely different. So that's an example of having to lay down a dream. I know also that I have been really contending in areas of relationship in my life, right? And this is an area of vulnerability. This is an area where I didn't have good, strong examples, right? And so really contending for divine helpers or spiritual covering or spiritual community or really great friendships or a team to build with and go the distance with, right? I really really craved these things in my life, but I also knew that I couldn't always just pursue these things. And in certain seasons, that was actually dangerous for me because I could get in a situation where I'm just giving, 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 and they're one-sided relationships because that's how I'd been trained. So until God could really heal my heart and change my insides, there was a time where I couldn't be actively going out and meeting and connecting with people, right? And then just trusting that God can literally put an orphan in families, for example. So if you didn't come from a strong family, God can put you in one. Or God really does want you to have community and wants you to have family and wants you to have close, intimate, trustworthy people in your life, good, godly people in your life, right? Even if that has never been what you've seen or experienced, God still has that for you. And will you still believe that he does? And will you still be willing to open your heart 
to that, right? And you won't be able to if you don't give your heart to God and if he can't heal your heart. With me? So I just want to encourage you with that today about contending or contentment and the fact that it could be both. It can be both. A lot of times it's not one or the other. So I just want to invite you to think about a couple of questions. Are you personally able to find contentment right where you're at while still believing for the promises of God and things yet to come? Okay, so for example, I like to joke that (laughs) nobody really knows what it's like to contend for a relationship unless you're over the age of like 35, right? (laughs) Then then you don't really know what that's like. Um, But are you able to find contentment right where you're at while still believing for the promises of God and things yet to come? So for example, for, for me and my own story, I got to a place of a lot of hurt in relationship and then God did a ton of healing and deliverance through the same relationship. And then to believe for the future, God had me creating, you know, like a a vision board or a Pinterest board, looking at different wedding venues and dresses and different things, which I have never done in my life. Like marriage actually wasn't something that I desired because I had a lot of fear around it, right? So God out of nowhere, it seemed to me, started me on this path of starting to dream up what that looks like again, when I never had a desire for that. And it was really interesting how that had started to shift a long-term relationship. So it was just a really beautiful thing that God on the side with me was allowing me to dream up what that might look like or bring that excitement up, you know, privately and safely with him. So just a beautiful thing. Are you able to find contentment? Like I'm finding content with my relationship with God, but I'm believing for this. But even if it doesn't happen, I'm good. And I can just delight in the beauty of this and be excited for all the other people that are experiencing this, right? Are you able to find contentment right where you're at while still believing for the promises of God and things yet to come? Okay, I know this is big, particularly in the area of God dreams that I have in my life. A lot of these are big dreams that require big resources (laughs) Um, and they're huge, but I am able to be faithful in the day to day and still believe for these big things that he's put in my heart. All right. Next question. Do you know God well enough that if you try to write your own story, it won't be nearly as good as if you allow him to do it. So for example, with my dream that God fulfilled, I believed, and then had me turn over to him, I knew that if I were to try to resist that or act like I didn't hear God, or if I were to keep pushing and doing my own thing, it would be a mess. I would get into a lot of trouble. It would not be a good time. And I knew that if he was asking me to do that, that something's better is on the way, that he's going to work it for good somehow because God is good. So there's there's good out ahead of me and, and God is trustworthy. Now, I will say I didn't know that then. So by faith, I had to lay that down. Okay. And by faith, I'm going to trust, right? Or I'm just going to extend faith to trust because I didn't even trust God then. <laughs> I just knew that if I kept going, it wasn't going to be good, right? So I was in a place where I was extending faith to even trust that God is good because I didn't really believe that at the time. And I also had faith to believe that God was going to lead me to something good. All right. 
Next question, is God enough if things don't go as you planned? So if you're anything like me, maybe you can get honest about it and just say, God isn't enough. He's not, right? If I don't, you know, if he doesn't give me this or if he doesn't give me that or if this doesn't go as planned, then like I just am gonna perceive it as God doesn't love me, right? Maybe, maybe that is where you're at, okay? But I just encourage you to be honest because you literally, and God cannot fix what you won't face. So unless you can bring it to God, then you can actually start doing something about it. But if you just deny it or ignore it or even lie to yourself, there's no growth in that. And spoiler, okay? You might not like this part, but this is spirit-filled real talk after all. If God is not enough, without the blessing, whatever that is for you, a partner, a baby, a business, a ministry, a home, a car, whatever it might be for you, a certain, you know, bonus or promotion, whatever it is, if he's not enough without the blessing, he won't be enough with it. Period. Okay. So here's the thing. In order to get to a place of contentment, sometimes we have to grieve it. Sometimes we have to fully lay it down. You know, I was talking to a woman who actually was single until she turned 40. That's when she actually met her husband. And so for her, this was a long journey because she was somebody that really desired family. She was somebody that really wanted to be married and have kids and just felt like year after year, she was always a bridesmaid and always going to these weddings and always, you know, being around what she wanted, but just it felt like God was withholding it from her. So she really had to grieve that maybe that that isn't in her future, maybe that that is not for her, right? But she she turned it over, and when she did, she she eloquently spoke about how it helped her to understand the depth of how much she desired that. So she fully felt the desire, and then because she did that, she understood the sacrifice of what it meant to give that over to God and to allow god to take control of her story and how it plays out even if it doesn't look like anybody else's story she was willing to turn that over to god okay and when we turn things over to god that means completely we don't know if we'll get it back we don't know if it'll ever happen but nevertheless we surrender and we trust god because he is good okay and unless you trust that god is good you will not surrender so that is, that is really important to even ask God, God, help me to see you as a good, good father. Help me to trust and to know that you are good. So here's the thing. Surrender, which is something that we have to do in order to be content, because usually we'll have resistance. Usually we'll have things come up that are not contentment. They don't look anything like contentment, right? So surrender, surrendering into contentment, that's a choice that we walk out. You can't shortcut intimacy with God. You can't shortcut trust with God, right? But when we fully surrender, God can bring us to this place of firm belief. And then from that belief, we we can risk contending again, okay? So where it might have seemed risky to believe. So for example, God brought my dream around with his blessing on it years later. I think it ended up being, I want to say about seven? No, more than that. I think it was 10. I think it was 10 years later, God brought that dream around again in a completely different form. Insane, right? But but that's sometimes how God works, right? So when we fully surrender 
God can bring us to this place of risking to believe again. Because sometimes it's easier just to not believe, right? If we didn't believe, then then we're fine. Like, if I'm not going to have it, I'm not going to have it, and I'm not going to focus on it. But if we have to risk believing, that can seem like really deep and really heavy. But God can bring us there to where we're willing to believe and we're willing to contend again, even when it formerly seemed risky to us. And some things are problems to solve and others are just tensions that we manage. And so that's really what's going on in our insides. A lot of what makes the the character of God revealed in us is our ability to manage the tension, right? It's so, so crazy. And our timelines are usually things that we must manage, dying to our ideas and surrendering to what is, okay? So what I want to encourage you with today is to trust God with whatever your desire is, whatever your promise is, and really with the timeline of your life. For me, this is probably been one of the most challenging things to walk out and trust is really a daily act right and life really gives us ample opportunity to practice this foundational truth okay and I've seen so many times when I let go and lean into God's ways it turns out so much better than when I put my hands on it and try to make it fit my timeline or my way or how I understand it should go God's ways, you know this, are not our ways, but his ways are higher, better, and deeper than what we can hope or imagine. And I still, still, okay, put this truth into practice, but I allow the testimonies of how he's come through before in challenging times to prof- to really prophesy to me now, to give me hope and to give me faith to expect goodness from him in the future. So let Today, whenever you hear this, let today be a day when you choose to practice trust. Each day leaning deeper into God. It's a choice you won't ever regret. So I just ask you this as we close here. What are you trusting God for in your life? What are you trusting God for? Are you willing to embrace this tension between being content yet still believing for what's to come? Are you willing to believe? Are you willing to trust that God is a good father, that he has good plans for your life, that he is fully trustworthy? You can put things in his capable hands that he can do far greater than you think or imagine with. I just encourage you that whatever that desire is, whatever that thing is that you've been really wanting to maybe control or manipulate or force, right? Or question or just get so caught up in to surrender it. Feel the weight of the desire, yes, but turn that over to God. Turn it over to God, right? And allow him to take you on this journey of him being enough for you. Be honest whether he is or isn't, but allow him to take you on this journey of him being enough for you because it will change how you relate with everything else in your life. And it will be a place where you're not having these unhealthy idols or there's not control or manipulation or forcing an agenda or just living in resistance because we could really live in such a way that we hate our lives every day or we can live in his unforced rhythms of grace we can trust him we can experience his goodness we can see how he's working everything for good we can just fully walk in his rest right our minds can be clear we can be in the present moment our emotions can be stable our heart can be at peace and ease and even when it's not we can get back to that place of contentment if we notice we're contending right 
then we can get back to this place of contentment. And sometimes that's a, a choice in the moment, right? So if I start to worry about a promise or if I start to get anxious about a promise, I can just breathe, right? And I can just hold it close to my heart. Thank you, God, for this desire of my heart. And then I can release it to God. I release it back to you. I thank God. That you, I thank you, God, that you've worked out every detail of my life perfectly and that you help me to live in this present moment and show up to the beauty and the goodness that you have for me today, right? So you don't have to hold to things so tightly. You can just come back to the moment. And one of the ways to do that is through your breath. So I hope this message encourages you that it's not usually one or the other. It's actually living in that tension. And that's that's a lot of the work of the faith walk. So don't judge yourself or be easy about it when you find that you're being super hard on yourself for not being full of faith or for being triggered or for, you know, having some some frustration in your heart that something hasn't come to pass. That's part of being a hero of the faith, right? So what you do in those moments is choose to believe in God, believe in his goodness, believe that he is enough, that he has good plans for you, that he's already prepared the way, that he's doing something truly great with your story. That's why you're alive right now. You're alive on purpose for a purpose, right? And so just come back to that moment. Come back to that goodness and choose to live in a place of rest and contentment. That truly is a secret to life that really allows you to live on a deeper level (laughs) than most people that you will see for sure. And you will not regret it. So I am curious, what is it that you are believing God for? Go check out the Instagram at Miss Juliana Page. That's where we continue the conversation. If you haven't subscribed, make sure that you do that. If you do actually subscribe, leave a comment, rate the podcast. You can email me over at info.julianapage at gmail.com and you will get a free gift. So be sure to do that. And then as far as connecting and getting plugged into different tools and resources, whether it's for your faith journey, whether it's for just ruling and reigning in your own life, whether it's for self-mastery and just really doing your inner work, julianapage.com is a great place to start. There are books for every level of your journey. There are coaching programs and courses and all sorts of goodies. So go check that out. And until next time, stay blessed.